Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tell Us From New Orleans, episode 133. Hey folks, welcome back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel Stales from New Orleans. We are back. It's just us chickens tonight. We couldn't line up anybody. We're a couple of days late recording as well. Things have gotten busy. And I will say this, that soon enough, I'm in two bands now. Yeah. I'm in a band called Egg Yolk Jubilee, which everybody knows That's if right. you've listened to the podcast. But I'm also in a band called Green Demons. Both bands are working on new records so you're busy. right now. So... Uh, we may have new music coming before too long. Yeah, you're right. uh, Spencer's fumbling around with his headset right now, and I'm going to grab it right here and give it to him. But look, this and, is going to be an hour. the broken And one. you and I are both starting uh, business ventures. One of the things, when I was, yeah, that's right. When I was biking over here today, it was so nice. Like It's finally cooling off in the evening, and it's the week after Labor Day. And I'm just like, thank God fucking summer's over. I don't know if this was your experience. I know we've talked a little bit about this off mic in terms of your establishment up in Baton Rouge and some of the fits and starts and whatnot. And I've been starting a new business venture and some other entrepreneurial things on the mm. side. I've got like a new business plus some side hustles, you know, back in that realm now that I don't have, not, I'm not full-time employed. Right. right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You have to like be an entrepreneur yeah, plus yeah, have yeah. side hustles. Yeah. Right, that's right. And it's about the yeah. worst time of the year in the summer to try and do those type of things. And man, I can August tell you. August and September are the worst. Well, I can tell you, man, though, that just this week, the week after Labor Day, kids back in school and all that shit, Suddenly, everything's starting to move for me yeah. this week. Yep, like yep. people are responding to me right away. They're That's ready right. to meet. They're ready to get some stuff rolling. Well, that's because their vacations are over with. That's they're right. back, and September is this month where every everyone is preparing for what's coming in October and November. That's right. and the beginning of December, and even next year into that's right. February, March, and April, because that's just the cycle in New Orleans, and especially in the kind of stuff that you're targeting. Yeah. That's the way that they operate. I have between now and December, like, 7th or 8th, when the holiday parties start, that's this is where I've got to make it all happen. Right. Because that's then, right. then it's going to be right. January 15th before you get busy again. That's right. Unless you're working yep. on specific events. But in terms of business totally. development, yep. it has to happen now between the beginning of right. December, and then you lose that time rack around Thanksgiving, you lose a week. So I'm in hustle mode, man. And it's just so nice to, like, be in hustle mode and people are responding. That's right. Because over the summer, yeah, yeah. it just didn't matter right. how much you hustled, you know, and how particularly are you, in this time. how are you getting bands to uh, be on board? Like, what are you doing in terms of that? Well, I'm outreaching with different agents and whatnot and just sort of being ready, you know? I mean, right now, I'm just waiting for RFPs to come in um, from event planners, wedding planners, and whatnot. Right. And I've just, I'm gathering information of what band rates are like and have a database. What I'm not doing is, because it's custom-curated, music booking I'm not putting and this might be a mistake and I've gotten some feedback that I need to have on my website a list of the artists you know but it's not that I represent it's not like I have a stable of artists I can book any artist for you depending on their availability where you're getting from JDB booking is curating that fits your uh, event from the venue to your the vibe you want to the audience to the budget Um, into the budget and all that stuff. But what I am working on right now is sort of a password protected uh, page on the site where I can send people to take a look at um, different artists and kind of like EPKs, you know? Right. But for whatever nice. reason, I just don't want that. I, I want I want to know who's going there. I just, because again, I, I, it's not like 
JDB booking as a stable of artists. We can again book anybody. Right. You know? Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're. You're. You know. It's not about having the stable of artists. It's about being the conduit for the experience. That's right. right? And then being the curator of the experience, and then producing the experience too. Right. That's you know? right. So That's advancing right. everything technically. The back line, the rider, the whole nine yards, doing day of management, artist management at the day of the gig. Right. The whole nine yards. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So if it's, you know. Still, folks, I, I think, you know, just uh, going to blow some smoke up your butt here, Joel. Oh. Let me, let me I just think that it's a great, it's a great concept. Uh, it's it's long overdue for the city. You're, you're talking about m m people kind of trip over themselves in terms of when they want to get into the music business in this town sometimes on a management front I think um, and really uh, this is a town that needs what you're that the concept that you're rolling out well the big right? the big thing and is, it just, that, it is just there's, there's all this money in convention and tourism we talk about this That's when right. Ethan Alistead is on the on the podcast yeah we talked there's a disconnect <laughs> Between working the people, enormous amount of money, working people in the city not getting on that teat of the enormous amount right, of money, right? And that's what we want to do, at least starting with musicians. Well, and and let me just say this: like for instance, uh, what what are the name of the companies that you're dealing with again? What's destination the, DMCs? Destination DMCs. management companies. So yeah. certainly, I was driving around Elmwood the other day. I had to return some video gear, yeah. And and I looked, and I was like. Uh, I saw the title of this company on the side of a building out there, and I was like, "That is definitely a DMC." Yeah, I, I mean, I, I forget the name yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. but I was like, "That's one of them." Right, Cle right. clearly. Sure. And I'm like, probably eight out of ten of them, however many there are, are located like out in Elmwood somewhere. And, and folks, for those of you who don't know, am, actually, I, am I correct? They, no, are they mostly? The CBD. They're all in the CBD. Yeah, that's shocking to me. I mean, I'll I'll say for one and the other ones, and of like the big six, they're all of them are in the CBD except one, and hmm. they're, they're in the city as well. Well, I stand corrected, um, but they're still incredibly out of touch, you know, in a certain way. Now, the like, people that do what JDV does, like the a, a lot of the outfits that do um, music booking um, for private events in the tourism industry are based in Kenner and Metairie and the West Bank and stuff. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you wind up with this big dis disconnect uh, in this town between people who live in the city and are hip to what is happening inside the city of New Orleans and people who are deathly afraid of the city and live in the suburbs. And new, the, those Folks that live outside of the city of New Orleans have a host of their own problems. Uh, one of them is these fantasies that they have uh, about the horrible things that happen in the city of New Orleans all the time. Right. They're just, there are horrible things that happen in the city of New Orleans. They just don't happen to those people almost ever. Sure. Um, other than like horrible automobile accidents or a few things or maybe a few muggings here and there or something like that. But if you were to watch the nightly news and listen to some of these people and the Trumpian kind of rants that come out of suburbanites that live outside the city of New Orleans, you would think that uh, New Orleans is just a free-for-all of violence and mayhem, most of which is directed at uh, white people who are walking down the street. You really, you, certainly toward white women that are walking down You the really street. catch that when you go to the airport. I mean, America is, we're, we're a very divided country right now, obviously. I mean, the last couple of trips I've taken, that, that, that is, it's so salient to me when I'm in an airport. It just, people are just 
fucking side eyeing each other. You know oh yeah, I mean? oh yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, I mean, and 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 it's it's not very pleasant, but but you see that like when you're in the at the at the New Orleans airport, you you can just tell who or who's afraid to be in the city. You know, it's just uh, profiling. People people are frightened of the city, uh, for sure. That that's it feeds into a lot of attitudes and dispositions. Most of it, I think, is fed by local news coverage because of the things yeah. that local television news chooses to cover night after night that's after night that's been the case since I was night. a kid though that was that's like, been I the case since I was, I was a kid I mean, as well going on 40 years and that's why I don't watch I, uh, yeah. other other than weather when there's a weather event yeah I don't watch any local television news ever and I don't I don't follow politics out in those uh, those places either but this week we couldn't help but see what was going on in Kenner. So right? that's a great Jesus segue Christ, in order to talk about this. That, Folks, uh, Kenner is a, is a suburb that's past Metairie right by the airport, right? Yeah, Kenner is like the fourth. Kenner is an incorporated city in Jefferson Parish, which is right next door to Orleans Parish. For those, It's the airport city. It's, it's the airport city, right? Exactly. Uh, and Kenner is, their logo, I think, is America's city. Whatever the fuck that means, right? It's bizarre. Um, it's like they they think of themselves like that, uh, like you know, like uh, Mayberry or uh, do you remember that movie uh, where everyone was in black and white? Well, was the there's art, a lot of movies where artists. everything's black and yeah, white. Yeah, that was like half of the movies that have ever been made in history. No, you know, the, the one <laughs> pretty much where, anything uh, made to, in the fifties and earlier. <laughs> where, no, Tobey Maguire when they're in like everyday like middle of America city. And they're stuck in this place where... Oh, the really, music man. The, no, never mind. Anyway. Okay. Kenner, okay. Kenner, Kenner wants to be this vanilla, black and white Mayberry that's but, all American. But here's the problem. City. Here's the problem. Only the white conservative people that live in Kenner right. have that vision. And quietly, Kenner is the fourth or fifth largest metropolitan area in the state of Louisiana. Right. Which isn't saying a whole hell of a lot. Sure. But it's like running alongside Shreveport. Right. Um, and that's only by virtue of the fact that it's a suburb that's of right. the city of New Orleans. Yeah. However, Kenner has been a city for a long time. Um, it's It's been around for a long time. It has a varied history of a few things of note. One is that they claim, probably like about 25 or 1,000 other cities like Kenner, in the United States to be the home of the first professional heavyweight boxing match <laughs> in the in the country. Okay. Wow. So I don't know how you get away with claiming I don't, anything. I don't know how you, you determine like what a real actual sanctioning body sure. was in like eighteen eighty five or whenever right. this supposedly took place. But if you go to their cultural area, they have an area next to the I river that's called Rivertown. Right, and Rivertown was was where this boxing match took place. I don't know if Rivertown is an actual moniker that arises. It's one of those creepy or, things where like the free slaves have are forced to fight, and all these. No, no, it was just straight up. Slaves. No, it was two white guys, man. It was like curly mustaches and oh, underhanded okay. punches. Uh-huh. And the whole nine yards. Yeah, if you go, yeah, they've got a, it's like an Englishman versus some other English guy. Okay. Right? And uh, and so they had the match, and it was outdoors, and it took place where this river town is, and they've got this kind of 
quote-unquote cultural build-out down at Rivertown, which is supposed to attract tourists, which is sad, right? You can, folks, if you want to take a good long bike ride from the city of New Orleans and head out, I've heard you, that's can, great. you can hit the levee and go on this paved path all the way down to Kenner and beyond, as a matter of fact. Like go to the Riverbend uptown. You can go through the Riverbend uptown yeah, yeah. and all the way to Kenner. And you'll run in, you'll see the statue that I'm talking about. You'll see Rivertown. Rivertown most famously was known until 2007 for being the home of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Ah. That is, that's what it housed for the longest time. And then in 2007, they were like, this is really dumb. Why do we have the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame in Kenner when we have the Superdome? Right. And they moved the Hall of Fame to, to the, the Superdome, Superdome where it belongs. Right. right. And then two years later, we won the Super Bowl. When they renovated, and, like after the storm. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. As part of the renovations, they moved it. And they moved it there, and appropriately so. And and so uh, Rivertown has long floundered and been one of these things where like it's one of these like cultural developments, and every mayor that comes into the city of Kenner tries to uh, make it into something that it's not a money-making or yeah which it's not attraction it's not you know they get it they get a few stragglers who happen to be uh staying at hotels near the airport right. who uh you know unfortunately picked up a brochure and got hoodwinked into going into this area and and that's it that's what they have any good restaurants no here's the, like no no there's like no, you gotta go to fat no. city for, before you no actually you know what there's a really good italian deli there I give them kudos. It's a really good Italian. Which is saying something because there aren't good Italian delis in this town. You probably get a good mufolata in Rivertown at that Italian deli. That's about what they got going for. There you go. Now, for a minute, oh, dude, we got Steins though. Steins is is very all right. Yeah, no, Steins is very all right. But also, you can go to Norjo's on Metairie Road and you get arguably the best mufolata in the city there. Um, For me, I don't, I don't like mufoladas though. I don't like the olive salad. Oh man. A real deli to me, like a real like New York or like Jewish deli, like that's what Steins would be. Like I want a Reuben or something like that. I don't want a muffalata. Okay, why are we why are we diverting on on this? Well right because now? y'all got me going. <laughs> we got him going. You wanna talk about sandwiches? Let's talk about sandwiches. Spencer. Spencer's well, here, ladies and gentlemen. There's not much of an Spencer's got the sleeveless tea on. I mean, He's ready to roll. It, but it is classic. I'm with Spencer on this. That it, I bring up Ita- We bring up Italian deli, and the only thing we can talk about is a muffaletta. That's the That's New Orleans saying. thing. It's New not Orleans really is, an Italian deli New thing. New Orleans is really missing Italian meat sandwiches. But if you do need a good deli to go to, there's always Stein's. Well, no, Stein's is great. I, I, I agree. That's cool. Of course, you're going to wait about 30 minutes for a sandwich. They would object to you saying New York because they're from Philly, but, you know, that's that's beside the point. Yeah, Philly so, sucks, though, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> well, them at all. All right, but, I mean, that's where the owners are It's a are trash from. city full of trash people. Oh, okay. come on. Okay, here's the, there's here's, a great history of people who have moved from Philly. Here's the thing. World. The, the food, music, etc. The city of Kenner not bad. Like like so many of these smaller municipal areas that surround unincorporated or incorporated that surround city centers is at at one time at one set what's the word I'm looking for here? It is at the same time incredibly diverse. It is one of the most diverse cities in the state of Louisiana. If Kenner you go is. to Ken- yes, yeah. oddly enough, Kenner Kenner has m- people of all 
stripes living in the city of Kenner. It is, it's two steps down from the city that I grew up in, Harahan, Louisiana, and it is vastly more diverse and it always has been. Right. Vietnamese there are or? there are Vietnamese people. There are people Honduran. from the Middle East. There are Honduran Mexican population. There are African Americans. There are uh, Latinos of, of 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 all kinds of from different nations. Um, it's just an incredibly diverse city when you get down to it. And and oddly enough, by the city there's this there's this Williams Boulevard. If you take a trip down Williams Boulevard and you look side to side at all the different food options that are available you wind up with like really other than the west bank right. uh one probably the most diverse ethnic yep. uh variety of food outlets that you can go and have a meal yeah yeah right. all like so, strip malls so, and kind of thing so you can just you can just imagine yeah lots of apartments yeah lots of people who are a working class folks that live in the city of Kenner. good nail salons but much like Gretna, much like uh, the what's the city in Missouri where they, you know, the the guy was, you know, what I'm talking about, the city of Missouri, the guy was killed, and then they Ferguson had, in Ferguson, much like Ferguson, you have this population, and then you have the representation in within the city is lily white. That's right. It's not lily white, but the minority representation in the city doesn't reflect at all. The population of the city. That's right. Is that like sixth or seventh city council folks? I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't even know. I, all I know is this: is that it's been ruled forever by a, a cartel of hyper racist white men, sure. and and it's been that way since I was a kid. Yeah. And that's the city of Kenner for you. And so, in keeping with that tradition, they have enough of a white population there that's super hyper Trumpian and like that to to vote for this guy Ben Zahn who's a super Trump supporter who went out on the campaign trail with his stupid dumb red hat made by Nike I'm sure and in his stupid campaign shirt which was also made by Nike right. by the way which came out the other right. day yeah and then like an idiot um, he thought that he was going to Make himself into a hero by issuing a proclamation that I mean he did to the right wing conservatives proclamation that, via email via email that 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 forbade uh, the the I don't know the the employees any group, any employee any who groups had using city public money using yeah. public facilities at first it was just public facilities public facilities like no booster clubs could no booster clubs in the city of Kenner that use public facilities parks. Whatever baseball field, soccer field, can no longer purchase Nike products. This was an email, yeah, right. And yeah. then he tried to backtrack it and say that it was taxpayer funds, is what he's. Wait, talking hold on, about. hold on, hold on. Which he, he walked. He tried it back. to. He tried to walk it back by saying, "You don't understand. My racism is heroic because right. I'm saving your taxpayer dollars from being used." In a political campaign, well, as if Nike, the company, that's not a political, is campaign. a political campaign. Guess who made? Guess who made Colin Kaepernick political? Donald Trump. This was not a political thing. And Ben Zahn, and the mayor, and the mayor, the mayor of Kenner. And Nike's not making it political. So, 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 fast forward to today. Colin Kaepernick has been under contract with Nike since 2011. Well, this fool 
This fool, exactly. He's been on con- and, under contract it, for years. Yeah. So this fool, this fool puts out this edict, and it makes national news, right? So all these outlets get a hold of it. I think Deadspin, Huffington Post, maybe plus, New plus York Times. Plus, it caught the city council people by surprise. By it caught way. the city council people by surprise. There is an African American city council person in the city the of Kenner who, who came out against who it. immediately and strongly yeah. condemned it. Uh, the leadership in the city of New Orleans, uh, across the board, strongly condemned it. Although I have to say that that was led again by the African American leadership in the city council of New Orleans and the mayor and who Cedric, came out, Cedric Richmond, the congressman. Cedric Richmond, the, con- the yeah. right, the also congressman. Everyone, everyone with any bit of sense, uh, roundly condemned this. Idiotic stance well, it's by an, this, it's this an, guy, it's easy, but he got made a fool of. He did nationally, it's, it's easy and now Kenner is the laughing stock of the country because of this idiot mayor. Oh yeah, it was definitely a miscalculation by his part, and I think that, again these Trump these Trumpers are so full of conceit right now that they don't they really feel like any of this shit's gonna fly. You know what I mean? I mean, there there a lot of people are getting into trouble because they just feel like, well, of course. I can be outwardly racist. But that's that's what you and I talked about, about the bubble that they live in. Right. Because remember when Trump got elected, everybody was like, oh, my God, Democrats live in a bubble. Right. We're not uh, East Coast bubble. elites and all this kind of shit. And it's like, no, you live in a bubble because you don't understand how this country that- is changing. And it's so strong that the bubble inside of Kenner, they have a bubble of white people inside their own city. Right. That doesn't even understand the framework of the diversity of the entire city of Kenner, which is remarkable when you think about it, that this guy was elected and he thinks that like something like this is going to fly. But here's what happened. He then, when he tried to backtrack, he, he clearly he got really scared sure. b- by all the attention well, the that ACLU he got. ACLU came after him. He, he got super fucking scared yeah. and he tried to hide in the closet. Then he came up with this half-baked bubble-based Backtrack, which said my racism is heroic because I'm right. protecting your tax dollars, and then today he rescinded the whole thing. Yeah, this afternoon he said it by advice of his city attorney as well. Of the, the city attorney, outcry. right? Because right. the exactly. city attorney is talking to the ACLU. Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? This guy has to get in front of everybody, and he did. Yeah. Right, and he tried to make himself heroic again by standing in front of like one of those fighter planes right you know from the 1970s on a pedestal sure. so he's like standing in front of a military thing and he walks back this and it's like i'm sorry uh i'm rescinding this order that i put forth about I'm, purchasing fucking nike products from a guy who purchased nike products for his campaign shirts on the campaign trail look and i've, I've said this before that the interesting thing and, and sort of <laughs> the, an um, the irony and maybe hypocrisy is that Conservatives, by and large, are for a free marketplace. The free marketplace, particularly when it comes to consumer brands, is is moving towards uh, the majority of consumers, which are to the left. You know, the free marketplace, suddenly they don't want a company like Nike to be able to express an idea or a thought about yeah. what's going on in communities right. in our country right. and policing That's in our right. country. That's right. That's the free fucking marketplace, bitch. I know. I know. That's what you say you None want. None of these companies want 
All of these companies are so far Delta did ahead like all these companies of the were. Republican Party so far ahead, in yeah. terms of their analysis of the where their consumers are and where their consumers are yeah. in this country. None of them want to be in the same mental headspace. So who's in a bubble? Where they're, they're, well, at exactly. the same time, though, can they we don't. say there's a difference between getting money from people and getting votes from people? Because necessarily, no, the same sure. people buying all their products aren't going to be the same people voting. Well, Hillary November. did get three million. No, I know, but I mean, Trump. I mean, but the th- but the thing about it is, is that maybe it's just everyone playing to their market. Well, but I I can see what you're saying, but what's happening now is this: is that all these people who are normally, um, I, I don't want to say normally, but like many of whom might be relatively invisible. From the standpoint, like if you take the Kenner population that I'm referring to, right? This vast swath of the Kenner population that is comprised of minorities, non-white people of voting age, registered. Maybe you have a significant amount of that population that doesn't vote. That this strategy that has been unleashed by Ocasio-Cortez, if I can give her credit for one of the most revolutionary things that she's done in her campaign is that she set aside all of her uh, like not thinking about Bernie and implications from 2016 or blaming anyone and going after a segment that no one ever goes after which is people who just don't feel like they want to vote sure and and what's happening is that that constituency is becoming Energized. That's right. Like by 5, 10, 15% of people who previously wouldn't even just, wouldn't even go to the polls. And that is becoming a massive cornerstone of the Democratic strategy. And that has completely, utterly, and totally caught the right wing off guard. I mean, no, no, no. This, this backtracking right here that we're talking about of this guy. Yeah. Is because of implications that are arising out of that, and also the fact that, like, within 24 hours of him issuing this edict via email and it getting out, the New Orleans, all these New Orleans Saints players went to this protest in Kenner, and and then the guy's like, "Wait a minute, I'm uncool," and it's like, "Yeah, you're fucking uncool. Now you're not cool. The Saints don't like you, asshole." That's right. And and nobody in this and the, area and the Saints, wants the Saints to not like the them. Saints uniforms are provided by no. Nike. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying Nike. Ben Zahn right. doesn't suck because he fucking sucks, but right. I'm just saying Nike. I think really calculated this well. This is all marketing by Nike. I don't think we should buy in. No, no, I don't think Nike's into real change. I think it's well, just no, I don't think anybody's disputing. That's that. why I call yeah. it a marketplace shit. Yeah. The marketplace means they're trying to make money. Yeah. So a free marketplace means Nike's trying to make money. So this is a calculated move to make money. So we agree with you on that. We don't think they're doing it out of the goodness of their fucking hearts. We're just saying that I'm not corporations saying they're doing this because they agree with Kaepernick either. No, they just corpor- say that's what I'm saying. I'm the saying the people corp- who buy our shoes are the people who corporations are quicker to them, understand so, yeah. the trends in America of consumer. Oh, much more than politicians. Moving Look, let me, let me, let me, let me, we're making the same point. I know. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are making the same point. I'll, I'll paint it in a different light. Nike's defending making money by because they see Trumpism as a threat to making money. Sure. When you they don't want Trumpism to spread. That's right. Because 
it means less sales That's for them. That's a great call. And, That's and, the way that they see it. And difficulty with, with, with uh, manufacturing in the whole nine yards. Oh, totally. Listen, I mean, I don't even want to totally. get out of the rabbit hole of these tariffs. No, no, no. Idiotic. I know. I know. Right. It's, it's idiotic. idiotic. Right, Everybody right. knows it's idiotic. Exactly. Every exactly. economist no, in the fucking It's going to hurt course. the American workers more than anything. Um, but look, this bubble thing, man, and I know we've talked about this before, but I just kind of want to put a... This is yet another example of who's in the bubble. If, you're, if, you, can, if you don't get to watch Saturday Night Live anymore... You're in the bubble because you don't like fucking Alec Baldwin doing fucking Trump. Well, I will say, I would like if they could. If you don't get to watch any fucking late night television show, none. Because Jimmy Fallon uh, must up, uh, yeah. up uh, Trump's hair. And even Fallon had you to can't, come back. I can't watch him. Even Fallon had to come back and start coming back on because he caught so much shit from the left. Yeah. For plate for giving right. a positive interview. That's to Trump, right. That's right. Or an easy interview, or a softball right. interview right. to Trump and mussing his hair up. So even he bags on Trump now. So now these fucking people can't watch any of that shit. They can't watch the Oscars. They can't like Hollywood. They can't like most pop culture music. They can't I mean, what do they get, man? I mean the cable guy. That's the venue. That's the bed you made. They get Fox News. That's the bed you made. You get Larry the Cable. Larry the Cable Guy now fucking right. lying. No, that's what I'm saying. You've, that's your bubble that you're in, and they they get Country Fest, Jeff. And as you've told me, because you've worked video production on some of these bigger, huge country festivals, yes, that a large percentage of those country male stars are gay as fuck. Well, I suspect that because are, I'm are watching. They're, are they glamming it up? Oh, well, they're all well, they well, all well, look, look like Brett Michaels. Well, at look, this I'm point not. I'm not. I, I I I I just try to follow. Uh, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. No, no, like, no. I mean, and I don't, I don't want to do anything that's st- <laughs> that's stereotyping or anything like that. But I just try. We I try to follow the cues of thing. people that I know who are gay, who might be, who might say, you know, my, my gaydar is going off. You know, because 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 somebody in front of them is like, right? Like these guys are like tall and super fit. And say, look, my, my, these my, are, these are guys, look, listen to me. They all look, don't wear cool cowboy hats. They have the Brett Michaels hat. These guys are coming from a background of musical theater because sure. they've learned to sing at an early age. And, and that's what provides them with auditions that are successful that's right. in Nashville. And, and then they're just done up in the clothing and they're given manu- a personal, they're manufactured, they're pop, manufactured stars, pop, stars pop stars who yeah. who can like who can sing just, great, just like Britney, who can Spears sing great, or anyone else, uh, right? Yeah. Exactly, they're they're manufactured pop stars, you know. So like they came and, from, and look, man, I mean, I don't think that that's any secret because when the Nashville when the Country Music Awards happened last year, they were all about being pro gay rights, yeah, which. I mean, where does that come from? You right. know, I mean, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes because a substantial That's right. portion of that entertainment industry is, in fact, gay, and they behind have to, the scenes and on stage, and, and they have everything. to, and they want to stand well, by want, their fellow and, humans, and they want to be and tolerant. support them. Artists want artists tend to be tolerant. <laughs> artists and and and, and well, again, I don't know about. It. I mean, getting, getting, there's different forms of tolerance, you get, know. Getting back to but getting back to that assholes. bubble. I mean, that's where intolerance puts you in that bubble. It's like your intolerance puts you in a bubble, whereas they thought we were in the bubble as being elitist, open-minded people. But how am I in a bu- bubble when I fucking like, I don't know, fucking traveled to like uh, so many more places than. I'm really fucking stereotyping. I now, just but want these fucking I, hicks. Look, 
these Trumpian fucking I'm looking rednecks forward. Who are scared to leave their fucking like you want rural, me to tell you where they're rural at? America, you know? Fuck that. I, I just am looking forward to the day, and I think that it's right around the corner, right? Yeah. Because let's 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 face it, there are a lot of white, uh, gay conservatives in the world, and that at some point someone's going to write a song in country music, and it's going to be a guy or yeah, I mean whatever. I mean like we crossed that bridge when with uh, who's the the woman that that was the big country singer like way back in the nineties for crying out loud. Uh, I'm forgetting her name. So it's bad. You know, Shania t- Twain. No, not Shania Twain. It's uh, Reba McIntyre. No, no, no. Look it up. Gay Winona. country female singer. Look that up. Google it. Yeah, you're gonna see right off the bat. Uh, here's the thing. Just there's gonna be a song about a guy going out on the town in his pickup truck with his husband. Yeah. At some point, it's gonna be a country song. Yeah, Shelley Wright. <laughs> well, I mean, Shelley Wright might That's be That's what gay. came up with Wikipedia. You know, you can continue to Google until you get other answers. Yeah, yeah until you get other answers. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm getting Shelley Wright over and over again. Uh, okay. What era was this? this it was, was like 90s. in the 90s. This was 94. Oh, man. Did she play Lilith Fair? God damn it. Millennial producer. Um... Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hopefully, that's the way that we're moving, and, I, and I'm I'm thinking that it's not going to be too um, long from now where we're going to have Katie Lang. We're going to ha- Katie Lang. We're going to ha- we're going to have athletes come out. I mean, I, I'm just thinking that's that's got to. I just think that's getting closer and closer because athletes are I getting hope so, more, man. more and more power within their CBAs. I just really feel like, and in terms of like marketing and stuff, I just feel like the time is coming. And look, man. I, I mean, just don't want anybody I watched, I watched to be the, in pain the, the anymore. You know what the, I'm saying? I watched the Cleveland Browns Joel, Joel, hard knocks, seriously, man. Seriously, that locker room. Do we want scenes. anybody to be in pain? No. Who's like? Of course not. It's like, I, I just, you know, let's have a nation where you can be who you are. That's right. And 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 not have any fear about this. I mean, I know that that's a very easy thing for a, a a white straight guy to to say, but. God damn, I mean, come on, man, for crying out loud. This is so absurd. I mean, Katie Lang came out in the 1990s for crying out loud. They should have, a, there should, there should be room within country music for a gay man to sing about his husband. Right. That, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I think that that's, I think anyone would agree with that. I think what's going to happen, man, is eventually we're going to learn that Tom Cruise is gay. And then we already know that. Learn. And then, uh, what do you mean learn? also the dude, uh, the country singer. Uh, we all know Tom Cruise Keith, is gay, um, dude. Keith uh, Urban, Keith Urban, who's married to um, Cruise's ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. Uh, so, oh, is he married to Nicole? Kidman? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I mean, that's. I mean, I think that Nicole Kidman just has like partners. This, you know, entertainment partners. <laughs> that's her non-threatening entertainment partners. Yeah, that's definitely what yes. Keith Urban is. Yeah, well, yeah. she might be oh, like a Jackie O who's like, I only have sex to procreate. I didn't realize that was Jackie O's bad. I didn't either. That's, okay, not, I'm eating. that's news to me. Why do you think JFK hated her? I don't know, Spencer. I really don't. Yeah, let's blame it on the woman. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Jesus H, I was dude. just telling you guys You're before. supposed to be the, the millennial. I know. You're supposed well, to I also understand blinded. human needs. Wow. And Jackie O did not give him to JF. Wow. That's K. rough, man. JFK. Hey, hey, 
JFK, sure. We were cool. We were cool enough to be JF. Wow. Okay. Okay. So Johnny Fitz. That's a bizarre. That's a bizarre turn of events. Right there. But uh, you know what? Good old Nike, man. I mean, you know, as you know, I lived out in Portland, Oregon for a long time. Nike was a client of mine, and I understand the atrocities that have happened um, with manufacturing in Asia with kids and the whole nine yards. I don't, think oh, I, don't think, I don't think they've ever done anything close to what Apple's done. That's for damn sure in terms of the set atrocities and manufacturing and labor issues. But I can tell you that like Nike corporate headquarters is a pretty progressive place. Nike. F- filled with progressive. Nike. Well, I will say that. We're I better. don't think better. you could be like Nike. apples and oranges for this sweatshop labor versus this Nike. sweatshop labor. I would guess... <laughs> Nike. Nike. I think they're both in the wrong. Think, We're better than Pol Pot. We're better than Adidas. I would say that corporate culture-wise, Nike's more that, progressive that, than Adidas. Because Adidas has the old Germany baggage. You know. Okay, but don't. Are you being Germans racist against uh, Germans? Yeah. It's okay. I can't get over that war. It's okay. It's okay to be racist so against Germans. So hard. No, Isn't it's it? Not. It's so hard at my no, age, not. like growing up, you know. Like, You're not actually German. My last name's Iker. Yeah, but that doesn't make that's you German. As German as it gets. Doesn't make you German. Say uh, a whole sentence in German right now. Okay. Nine. Point taken. I think a, the nine I, is a sentence. No can be a sentence. I think the first gay athlete uh, who comes out that's of prominence, you know, like a good, like a better than average player, like a starter or something, will be in football. I really do. You know, we had that. Um, we in Sam, that, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and they failed miserably, man. I mean, I mean, I gotta say, from a PR standpoint, yeah. they buried that shit so hard. The dude got catfished or whatever. No, Wait, Michael, no, no. He's Michael on our Sam, team. It was Michael Sam. Ta- he got he's a saint. Man, Tao. He yeah. played for yeah. Missouri, and he was like an All SEC player at Missouri. And oh, then right. he got drafted by the Rams. That's right. They cut him. He yeah, went to he, the Cowboys. No, he kissed minute. his boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that, that was what they couldn't take. That he kissed his boyfriend on TV. I just think though that that's what they couldn't. No, take. you're right. The NFL fucked up. Yeah, one. but they still. Yeah. I mean, they drafted him. He still went to a couple, bounced around few, through a few other teams, but he never had like a mainstay place to play as someone who you would, you would think that he one SEC had, defensive had, player of the year should su- get. He had subpar athleticism, though. I mean, that was. But the, the, the then problem he should have been SEC like, defensive player of the year. No, no, well, well, it's a different, it's a different game. It is a different game. But when you're that good at the SEC level, hold on, hold on, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. But here's the thing. He definitely should have had a place on a roster somewhere, as at least as a backup. It is absurd to be the SEC Defensive Player of the Year sure. and not at least have that. That's ridiculous. I agree that they might have an argument about like whether or not he was effective at doing this or that or the other. Right. But um, the idea that he could not be on an NFL team is as absurd as, Seattle's as, got a kid with one fucking hand right now on yeah, the team. Yeah, but it, and he's straight, so it's okay. Yeah, and he has a twin brother on the team. Yeah, right, yeah, but right. he only used that one hand for fisting girls. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul blew his fucking fingers hand. off with fireworks That's right. uh, trying to be macho, and um, and he's still playing. Yeah, but... Well, and James he was Wesson. with the Giants when that happened, so it's kind of funny. James who's he Wesson playing for now? Serial uh, the Bucks. James. Hey, do we want to talk about NFL? Jameis Winston is serial. Because if y'all want to skip it this week, I'm okay to skip it. 
Now I think. No, we, I know why you want to skip. I think it. we looked like Super Bowl. And we're going right down there. We're going in this round. All right. I think let's, we looked like Super Bowl. Going let's go ahead and hop in then. I know why. Because you don't want to talk about me being right about Dak Prescott. I know about that, and that's cool. To me, right now, it's Jason Garrett, who you've been right about the whole time, and our offensive coordinator Scott Linehan. It might also be Dak. Maybe Dak is bad, but. <laughs> As far as the coaching is this terrible, why did we give the ball to Zeke only 15 times and let Dak throw it 29? You can't, you can't use the we pronoun on uh, a New Orleans. Robbie, it's Robbie, because 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 I'm telling you, the reason why is because they have to figure out a way to pass the ball downfield with the quarterback that they have, and that's the point that I was making a couple of episodes back. Folks, for people to look, look, but they never even attempted anything downfield, though. Which he made a few of those over preseason. He made quite a few during preseason downfield, thirty yards over. I think we need to tell our listeners why did we not even try? I think we need to tell our listeners about the we pronoun just real quick for people who haven't listened to this podcast for very long. When I say uh, we, we're talking about Dallas. It's from Dallas. It's from Texas. So bear with us. On our, on That's our, fine. I'm, I'm, I am so willing to go down this rabbit hole because here's all the right. Thing. But then we also have to go down the Saints rabbit hole, which is and fine. that defense. I'm fine. I'm I fine with that. Saints because because here we are. It's a table full of football fans, uh, two bigger football fans and one basketball fan who have two teams that lost. Are you watching this year? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, look, okay, I'm kind of back on. I think the NFL level of play. One of the things that, I mean, look, I'm, I'm down on the NFL for so many reasons I've talked about before. But one of the things that was really turned me off was the level of play was so poor for a couple of years in a row. I still I think like, it's poor. I feel though. like the level, well, just your team, but the level of play is better now. There are better, there, there are more good quarterbacks in the league right now than there have been in six years. Probably. All right, let me, let me just say, uh, Dak Prescott not is, is not one of them. That's right. and, and here's the thing. I'm sorry to say this. Um, he's... If you got that offensive line that you were talking about, that offensive line that has been the bragging point of the Dallas Cowboys for the last two to three years, we have the best offensive line in the league. And you have a guy who put up 170 yards on 29 attempts with no touchdowns and a pick. No pick. He had a pick. He did not throw a yes, pick. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Look so it up. Didn't. Okay, I'll look it up right look now. There was no interception yes, thrown. there was. There was one interception. No touchdowns, one interception, 170 but we'll, yards. But we can at least say this, that, that uh, producer, uh, millennial producer Spencer understands the, the blooms off. Now, there off, were no touchdowns, the, the blooms but there off, was not uh, a pick thrown. The, the blooms off the rose a little bit with Dak, right? Yeah. Like. Yes. No, I'm. I was very much not happy with how that went, and I thought Dak was a big part of that. Watching when watching, he's the not game. a very good quarterback. If you were to watch the last two years, there were. Wait, all, can I say something? No, no. Neither his is, first season. He looked good. Neither is he, he didn't did, throw the ball downfield, dude. I mean, no, he he did look dynamic, and he did do look. It's the same process for every quarterback in the NFL. I. I said this to you a couple of weeks ago. If you look at Drew Brees' numbers in his first two years, they're almost weirdly inseparable from Dak Prescott. Like, it's not 
like it's it's very hard to see is this person going to be tremendously successful or is this person going to be a total flop? All right, these are you know? the uh, stats from ESPN. He had 19 completions out of 29 attempts for 170 yards, 65.5% completion rate, 5.86 yards average. That's terrible. Long of 20. Zero touchdowns, zero picks. I saw one interception. He did not throw an interception. Huh. It must have been called back on a flag or something. It might have it been. No, I didn't see that either. No, he didn't throw a pick the game. He didn't. That's the thing. He doesn't really like make the plays he needs to or airs it out, but he does protect the ball usually it's a game pretty manager. well. He's like one of those game no, managers. No, that's Dude. not true. <laughs> I'm sorry. 22 touchdowns on 13 interceptions last year is not protecting the ball. It's not. You have good, more. You have good point. You have more interceptions. Okay, but what about the year half. before that when it was 23 touchdowns well, to four his, picks? That was his rookie year. I don't think that you can look at the rookie year of and anybody. And think he got worse after on? Yeah, of course. That's what Who happens. Who gets worse after their rookie year? No one. Yes, well, they do. All the time. Are you kidding? All, Sanchez? Well, he, Are you kidding me? He, Dak Prescott did it. <laughs> did what? Got, got worse, worse after his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your own quarterback did. He's a poster child for getting worse after your rookie year, buddy. Nah. <laughs> yes, he is. Quantifiably, by the data. Objectively. Objectively. Data. I'm also he getting is. yelled at by people who just said he threw a pick when he did not throw a pick. Might I remind all our listeners of that? Look, all I can say is that I looked at a statistical... I looked at ESPN's. I just looked at ESPN. Oh, okay. No pick. All right. Maybe they revised it. I'm, I'm just telling revised you. Revised it to what? To when the game didn't matter? No, maybe one. Or when th- did the pick not become a pick? Dude, Spencer, there are people who input data on the internet, <coughs> and I don't. Maybe if they a made a mistake. Is, yeah, but if a pick is called on the field, it'll be a pick one day to the Sp- next, to Spencer, the next week, to the next. Spencer, I'm just telling you, when I was looking at. His performance this week. I went to ESPN and I looked at their statistical data, and they had a pick registered. I'm saying for Dak. All right, that's, that's all just I'm wrong. I think you might have been okay. looking at someone else. No, I was because looking he, at him. Okay, because like I Joel, watched the I game. Pe- I don't know why ESPN would just make up a pick out of nowhere. It's not that they're making it. It just could have been a mistake. Stop. It could be a mistake Stop on your you part, though, say, Jeff. No, it's uh, not. I'd be pretty surprised. No, Jeff can't be wrong. I'd be pretty surprised, Jeff, if ESPN made a mistake on that. I think you might just no, be mistaken on this, Jeff. I'd be pretty surprised. No, if I'm, you could I'm just admit you. it, it would be cool. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm not wrong about that. I have heard because I, be I texted you the other night. Jeff, Jeff Joel, not be wrong. Remember right? that? Yeah. No, just stop. Here's here's the thing, Joel. I texted you the other night with a bunch yeah. of shit about yeah. this, right? Yeah. Right. You didn't respond to it. Right. Okay. While I was doing that, I was combing through the data, all of it. Oh yeah, and just he, looking he, at all this shit. Jeff sent me a late night. I did. Dak, Dak Prescott rant. It wasn't a Dak things. Prescott rant. Oh it my was, god! No, love us or hate us, you're still always talking about us. It I was like all. That. It was also about like Cam Newton and how bad. Oh, it was Cam about Newton Cam Newton. Is. It was as well. Also, because he's in our division. Yeah, 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 yeah. What What it really was about was about how bad the Dallas Cowboys actually are because but Cam you. Newton sucks. And he's so bad. It was a Cam. How does Cam Newton suck? He won MVP two years ago. He's awful. 
He's, he's a not terrible. He can't throw the ball downfield either. He can't. He can. He, he actually had has less, a very good arm. He had less, and he can make run, plays with his legs. One hundred and sixty-one. Cam yards. Newton's a very good quarterback. One hundred and sixty-one. I think this yards. is biasy against people in your division because Cam Newton is a the very Cowboys good quarterback. Are not in my you don't division. win an MVP if you're not a good quarterback. One hundred and sixty-one. I think this yards. might be envy because there's someone. Who is an incredibly great quarterback on your team who's never won an MVP? I will say this. I'm looking at the text now. You also said that that Dak threw 8.9 yards per throw, which is contrary to what you No, said. it is because I didn't understand. Ape, it's my. Cal- so again, maybe you just Stop. were looking at the wrong player. So you did get the 19 and 29 for 107. Stop. 8.9 is based on his completions. So if you divide his completions, oh, that is how many he got per completion. The way that the math happens in terms of completions also factors in the misses. But, but where did the interception come from? But let me just tell you this. Quarterback ratings. Breeze, 129.5. Cam Newton, 95.1. Dak Prescott, 66.7. Oh, no. He did bad. He Yikes. did very, very bad. The bloom is off the rules. Yeah. Oh, the whole offense looked god-awful. Well, you don't have a very good team this year. Our defense actually looks very, very good. Our front seven, as I said weeks ago, is going to be lights out, and, look, and they did perform very well. The Saints' defense looked like shit. Okay, and so that's, that was the point I was going to get okay. to. And, I, and look, just to show you that it's not all smoke and mirrors, that it's not all hostility toward the Dallas Cowboys on my part, and that I can't be wrong, and all this stuff. Then I then the New Orleans the- Saints defense sucked. We uh, got hoisted on our petard last year for the first three games. We didn't figure out how to play defense until, uh, I guess, Kenny Vaccaro woke up in game four. We have good personnel. We have good personnel. And here's the thing. Probably poor. I'll just say this. Seriously, that uh, I don't understand how the Tampa Bay offense, given the personnel that they have, flew under the radar for... uh, I mean, they have seriously good players on that team. That is the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Well, if you, if you oh, no, the you, Browns. The Browns you, do have the best wide receiver no, core to me. No. Really? No. Did you Jarvis watch Landry no. and Josh Gordon? No. Well, Mike Jarvis Evans Landry and Deshaun Jackson? I think Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon are much better than them. Well, Deshaun they, Jackson then but is they, like, but, what, the Bucks 35? Have, but the Bucks have these two monster tight ends, too. Like, they have monster tight ends. Pass catchers. They have a great offensive line, and they totally caught us off guard. Shit. And our defensive coaching and, and personnel were completely, totally... Were confused the whole time. Totally confused. I'm not arguing with that. Oh, totally okay. off. I think the Browns have the best wide receiving core out of any Fine. team in the NFL. You can make but, a case, but I wanna, but I wanna say this. that I disagree. But I want to say this. I am not that worried about it. I, I think the Saints will pull it together uh, like they do, and I think Dennis Allen will pull it together. I think there was a sufficient um, enough amount of shaming that happened that the Saints will pull it together and become the team that we think that they could be. And we still but, put up 40 points. But, Whereas but here's looking, the thing, yeah. and we put up 40 points because Drew Brees lit it the fuck up. Drew Brees went to old fucking beast mode. Like I will he- say this. The one disappointment on the offense, I agree on the Drew Brees thing, we did rely so much on Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And it's great that we have two superstars like that that can carry that load. But I was a little disappointed that, that you know, in the Brees-Payton era, 
you haven't seen too many games like that where we relied on two skill position players and didn't spread it around the way that Breeze normally does. Those two dudes got a lot of touches. Alvin Kamara got more usage than he's ever gotten. He got like that's right, yeah. But, but you know that's not and we knew that about. we knew that. Yeah, but but. I mean, but I'll Mark say Ingram's not coming back till week four. So but he's I'll say this. Get but I'll say this. For the next I don't game. understand we why. We spread it around to obscure fullbacks. I don't understand to obscure why. tight ends. We usually yeah, but Kamara's going to get a lot of use for the next three weeks. Fifth receiver. I'm just saying that I agree, but I'm just saying I was a little disappointed that we didn't see. I mean, Ted Ginn Jr. made some plays, but the fact that Traquan didn't do anything was a disappointment. The fact that our rookie defensive end didn't do anything was a disappointment. But the problem is is that when that our, secondary when our when our when our defensive uh, unit performs so poorly that this is what happens with the Saints. You know? Yeah. Like Breeze goes into this like lock in with the guys that work mode instead of like sure. spread it around Give it, you know, like last year. That's true. After the first three last games, year, week one, when the running game Vikings, was like yeah. really killing it, right? Exactly. But the problem was is that our defense. Well, the difference is that after game three last year, our defense started playing quite well and holding people to like twenty or under points in a game, and obviously that didn't happen. But look, it, it, the story of that game to me is this: is that it's not that people missed. What the Saints possibly could be, I, you know, I'm holding out hope. Maybe that's maybe it is the story. You're saying they're missing what the Bucks are. I, I'm saying they're missing what the Bucks are. The, it happened the Bucks, last year with the, Bucks, the Vikings the Bucks, week one with y'all. The Bucks have a massive no one, offensive line, and they have an amazing array of offensive talent. And and here's the problem with the Bucks right now that they have. You and I talked about this, Joel, before the podcast. They have a quarterback controversy right now because no, they don't. Yes, one, they do. No, you have a rapist. Yes, and a they fucking do. You have a rapist. I mean, if they're saying Ryan Fitzpatrick do. is a long-term re- solution, then no, they don't. No, I'm not saying that it's, it's a long-term. Whether or not to keep Jameis Winston, it's no, about this year. It's about this year. Yeah, the rapist is not a long-term solution. They're looking at this game right now, and they're going like, "We housed a fucking team that people picked to go to the Super Bowl. We fucking housed them." On their defense because our offense is loaded with fucking talent. And and we did it with this quarterback who's a pocket quarterback who has touch. And guess what? The, but the, here's the, the problem. The quarterback no, no. Fitzpatrick cor- does this all the time. He the cor- blows up games every know, once in a while. I know. The quarterback, the quarterback coach. I know where Fitzpatrick you has had some of the best the cor- games any quarterback in the NFL the quarterback has had. I know. But he's still fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick. However, the quarterback's coach's wife slept better on Sunday. Because a rapist didn't lead them to victory. That's yeah. I'm just saying, man. At some so point, like, Jameis is not a future of any team. And I get that. He's a fucking sociopath. But neither is Ryan let's Fitzpatrick. Just stay, no, no, Ryan he's Fitzpatrick a, is I'm the sorry, best backup you further. can have. He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. is one. But on the other side, Ryan Fitzpatrick one of the best backups you can have. But you never know what you're getting. So from you prefer one the psychopath? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. The controversy is whether they keep Jameis Winston or not. It has nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, Ryan Fitzpatrick is on a one-year deal. Sure. If they do bad, but, but, but they'll, the Buc- but they'll fan, draft someone if I'm, if I'm else. They're fan, not. They're not. If I'm a Bucks fan, even though I know the drama is not between Fitzpatrick look, and I get Winston. That, dude, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, it is. Like in the world of yeah, it is. In the world of just like morality oh, okay. and, and and stakes. 
I'm just so much happier if I'm a Bucks fan having Fitzpatrick back there than the fucking serial rapist. That's all. Dude, I can mean, I say from a, NFL has a from, problem? From just a, NFL has a problem. It has a massive when we're problem. having a discussion about the serial rapist versus the aging quarterback who only has a good game every now and again. That's like the argument that Spencer and I are having right now. I know. Oh, I'm just I'm talking about the talent. I I'm not talking at all about social norms or etiquette. To or what ethic. talent does Jameis Winston have? What does he have? He won a Heisman. He can produce something. Now I'm saying I don't think he's that good. I don't. But I think he's better than Dak. Up there, no. He's better than Dak. He is better than Dak. No, Dak doesn't get suspended to not be there for his team. That's not so. That's a big deal. I mean that that factors into it. I'll say that you know. But on the field, look, 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 look. Jameis Winston on has... On the field, they've had pretty much a James, similar James, success. Look, I'll say it. I'll say what I've said. In all honesty, Dak's had better success. He's had, more, I, he's had two say, winning seasons. I will say what he I've won said rookie of the year. about Jameis Winston since he... He has had two about winning his, seasons. About his playing and his abilities. He's, he's... He's about like... I'm trying to think of somebody that he's... Equivalent to maybe. I don't know. I think if you gave Dak the team at Florida State that Winston had, he's maybe he like would have won a Heisman. He might be we like also how good. He Dak might be approaching an Andy Dalton. I think that's giving him too much credit. I think it is too. He doesn't yeah. have that long ball. He has this little weird sidearm thing. He's one of those players that like he's so fucked up mentally, man. If he's just right locked in, if he's just tuned in enough, he can be productive for you. But just too often he's not. You've just seen too many times where he just looks lost out there like a clown. And it has to do with whatever fucking is broken about that dude that makes him do these atrocities off the field with women. Carries over to the field, man. It does. I've seen this guy play too much, unfortunately. No, because it it was that thing that he did uh, against our uh, Lattimore last year. Sure. When he pushed him. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But if you watch him on the sideline. He should have been ejected. Oh, I was at that game. That was fun. If you watch him interact with players, if you watch him interact with coaches, if you watch him on on game days at Florida State even, when uh, he was suspended for a game or whatever and he's on the sideline. I don't think his players really respect him all that much. There's not a lot to respect. I don't think he's... uh, what you would call a self-possessed person. I agree. That's one thing you do get with Dak, though. The players he no, no. plays for. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that at all. I, I, there's something about Dak Prescott going all the way back to his time at Mississippi State. No, his leadership is like. unquestionable. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a poised guy. But look, there's a bunch of poised dudes. You know, Matt Flynn... You could go to a, a yeah, but he's still not Aaron Rodgers, who's still more poised. I, and I know, still but can this throw is what I'm talking about. Like, you got a you got a bunch of people that are like poised dudes who just can't get the job done, you know, because they just don't have. Well, not the, everyone's the a Tom set. Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees. So. I, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. So we're agreeing. I mean, and I I think that Dak falls within a category. But look, well, to look, me, it's that Dak is on be, that cheapest rookie contract. Just to be, we need to take just to be optimistic for your team. We don't have to have the best quarterback. Just to be your, if he's the cheapest. I just, know, but you guys didn't. Just to be optimistic, well. but you guys didn't spend money. On no, and that's what I'm pissed off about. Why did we not get just, Earl Thomas? Just to be, because you, because you're. I'm sorry. Because you, yeah, your, your team is because your owner's an idiot. Team is run by Jerry Jones. He's an idiot. It's awful, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Your owner is essentially like the Kenner Mayor. Every other team in the NFL who has a promising quarterback on a rookie contract spends money everywhere else to take advantage of that window yeah. except for the Cowboys. 
Yeah. No, I don't know why we didn't start just. We have so much money to spend right Jerry now. Jerry Jones is too and busy. And we didn't go for Earl Thomas, the yeah, best safety only, in the league, when safety's one of our yeah, but not only that. Positions. I mean, Earl Thomas might be like you know long in the tooth by now, but it, oh no, he's still the best safety. But look, in the like, like look at the Bears. He, the he Bears, came back with no summer Bears, training and had a pick week one. The Dude. Bears have the Bears have a rookie they, quarterback, a rookie contract quarterback who they like enough. To go, to go out after and Khalil spend Mack and spend money. two first round and I like, picks. If I'm a Bears, if I'm a Bears fan, the Raiders like made it. a huge error. I like it for the Bears. I, I also don't know if I like the two error. first round picks, but no, like at least they're showing. Again, like, what I their have, fans, we're going all in. We're what I, what I heard was that the Raiders didn't have enough cash on hand to pay the sixty million dollars. I agree. I agree that that's, that's the only reason they would make that trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the signing bonus was sixty million. Well, look how that game turned out. The very first game that they played. You know, it's so obvious that they could have benefited from Khalil Mack. They might have won that game. Especially with how he did against Green Bay. They might have won that game. Yeah, the Bears lost, but God, Khalil Mack really made a fucking impact. I don't think I don't I don't know if Gruden makes it one year in Vegas. Uh, oh no, he's gonna. Are they there actually for a while. moving to Vegas? Yeah, next year they're moving, uh-huh. but he signed to a ten-year deal. NFL Gruden's sucks. not going anywhere. They also gave so him awful. ownership. The of NFL the team. is a giant clown car. They also gave him ownership stake in the team, though. Gruden's not going anywhere for at least four years. I mean, I'm just saying it's the with the worst. Oh contract. no, no, the, that's the, the worst the, contract. That's like a Jerry that was Jones the dumbest goddamn thing they ever did. But also, <clears throat> but also, the Supreme Court's decision to allow states to have gambling now. So that it's connected through Why the team. Why haven't we set that in the yet? very first team? We got to go to the very first team that inked a deal with a gambling entity was the, the Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. Fuck yeah, yeah we did. And I'm going to tell you something. I know you say Jerry's fuck yeah. a good businessman. That that is no, he's not. That is so massively accelerating the already predictable end of the NFL. It's it's just massively accelerated it into like a window of like maybe 15 years. And to where it's just like a joker league where no one's like, that's like, I mean, essentially like wrestling, but with nobody watching. The NFL is going to be like that in 10 years, I think. I think it's going to be a fringe, well, like, like wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know. Wrestling is not a fringe. It's not a fringe sport. There's, yeah. there's, going to, there's always going to be people who want to watch it, but it's not going to be like what it is now. Hmm. No, college of, football is going to really start taking over, I think, until that ends up going over. Maybe just the SEC. I mean, yeah, are, but not until they expand it until the eight. Cal- to the eight. They're going to do a. Uh, well, no, they're going to make a four conference super. Four super conferences is what I think it's going to add up to. Well, if that happens, I think that's a good idea because here's the problem. You don't think all these problems here's the problem the right now. Each conference has their NCAA has a gigantic winners of that gigantic go to the fucking problem. Gigantic. They have a huge problem. They've LeBron changed. James is about to put this documentary out on about and, college sports. All this and, shit's going to go down. Oh, about how they wouldn't let him in after he NCAA got a fucking car. Football. NCAA football has a gigantic problem, and it's this: it's that. Ohio State doesn't play anyone during their regular season. They uh, play the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, look at the Big Ten. College football. Now, right, hold on, hold sucks. on. Ohio State doesn't play this. anybody. All the people in other than the SEC. Wisconsin is pretty good. All, Penn State's pretty good. Michigan's. Nah. I'm saying ten years from now. It's no, but it's Michigan just, State. It's divided, oh, yeah, so man. Wisconsin's not on, on their the, schedule until. Uh, until the conference, until the championship. championship game, right? Exactly. So my point is this, and th- and that's the way that it is in the SEC also. 
But my point is this: is like yeah, Georgia is any playing the Midwest. You you, you have this game. idiotic school, Notre Dame, which is just a media darling that everybody pushes up the fucking uh, because half the sports writers graduated from Notre Dame or I don't even no, know. No, no, they all went to why. Northwestern. It's not well, they went to Dame. Northwestern, but by virtue of proximity, they're fans, quote unquote, with of Nor- yeah, Notre Bend's Dame. Yeah, South Bend's right there in Chicago because, to because Chicago and South Bend uh, Notre Dame's better than Northwestern. Because their personality because their identity is quote unquote Midwestern, right? So you have Notre Dame getting pushed up, they suck. You have pedophile you, uh, Penn State, getting pushed up every year. They suck. Um, you have LSU getting dropped down and starting at like 23 we, or something we like that. It, 25. And we deserve to 20, start there this 20, year, though. I think we're too high right with now. With four, four losses, I agree we're too high. Um, but then you, you just have crazy shit happening. It's obvious, like, the best team is Alabama. Yeah. All guys, the time. Guys, Miami like, was three, eight before we played them. Miami is ridiculous. terrible. They're awful. Do you guys think college football is impervious to the same kind of shit that's happening with the NFL? I mean, no. it's the same as power rankings with the NFL. I don't NFL. think that. I mean, I think 20 years from now that I think that co- the college, college football will be reduced to... I think the preseason... Yeah. Will, will be reduced to something along the lines of the SEC... And uh, what is it? The Big Ten that's in Texas. It's going to be the like Texas. It's going to be Texas. Thank you. Big Twelve, SEC, Florida, maybe Michigan State and Ohio State or something like that. Northwestern is going to go away. Notre Dame is going to go away. Penn State's going to go away. All that- California's gone. Arizona's nah. going to go. Nah. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. All the science is coming in. Yeah, I agree. Plus, it's a multi-billion no, 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 dollar. That. Plus, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that takes advantage of the athletes. All that shit's coming to the no, fore. No, I get that, but these universities already have in hand like that institution of we're better than those teams. They'll be able to pull people no matter what. What do you, the big no? What I'm will. saying that I'm saying UFC, California. UCLA, I'm saying California is going to reject football. And I get that. But USC, UCLA, Stanford, they're still going to have their fans and they're still going to have people that want to watch football. No, 20, no they won't. Oregon, 20 years Washington, now it's over. yes. No, it's over. You just named everybody. They're all going to, you just named them all. They're all, they're all going to be gone. California is no. going to be gone. Look, right now in California, in high school, you can't even play contact football until you're like 16. They have so many restrictions statewide right now in California. The players are going to stop coming out of California completely. It's only going to be the fucking South that continues to produce football players because of regulations that are happening around the rest of the country. I don't think you know about that, Spence, but it's happening right now. No, and I get now, that, but I'm saying kids aren't these allowed major to play universities at all those other locations in the you West think Stanford Coast and the an East intelligent, Coast. You think Stanford gives a fuck about football? Really? Yeah, dude. Do you no, know how don't. much money they've made from football over the yes, past I do. eight years and that's gonna be since they've of, been good? And that's going to be part of the problem that comes out, man. I'm telling you, this movie that LeBron James produced that's just that says what we've always known about fucking athletes. Okay. student athletes. Get and I get wait, wait, wait. We all it's, called, called, it's called it's called student athlete. It's about the manipulation of fucking young people in this really tawdry, awful, corrupt system that is college football. And when it all comes to light, man, all of it's going to die away except for the South. And I get that, but for the past, you do get it. For the past like twenty or so years, we have like. For at least the past 10, we've been hearing over and over about how it's much football fucks people over in the long run, but I don't think we care. We love it so much. We still want to fucking watch it. 
doesn't really matter. I don't. Well, I, it's still I don't, the most popular sport in the country. I know, but, but that's just declining that's, rapidly. That's that's that's, that's, that's and, he, and even yeah. you admitted the play has been really poor and awful to look at. In the NFL, I think college football is still doing fine. That's because your expectations. I don't know. Football. I don't know that that's that's the case. I'd have to look at the numbers, but this the the truth is that there was a massive downtick in ratings for the NFL last year that had to send a warning shot across the bow. And it, look, there was let a me, downtick. It wasn't hold that on. massive. No, it was massive. It was for them, it was, it was significant. It was very significant. Listen, significant, but not look, massive. Look, their no, broadcasters no. are Listen to me when out. I tell their you partners this. partners are freaking out. Listen, uh, listen what, I'm, what I'm telling you. They wanted to move forever teams back into the Los Angeles market, and they finally got an opportunity. The NFL wants nothing more than the Los Angeles Rams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, they will do anything. They would to come, make. They would come over a Chargers they will, Super Bowl. They will. Yeah, but the Chargers suck, and so the problem. They should be pretty good. The problem is this: is that L.A. was before and is now, and forever shall be a fickle market for. Professional oh, football. There were as many Chiefs suddenly, fans. There were many Chiefs fans of that su- home Chargers game. Exactly. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly you have two franchises moving in, and the Chargers playing in a professional soccer stadium, and the professional soccer team is selling more tickets than the NFL. I'm telling you right now, if you think that that's not something that is sending a warning shot across the bow to Stanford, the, to UCLA, to, to every because it all flows from the professional league. It doesn't flow. From the college. I know that they think that those are two totally separate things, but all of the youth leagues and everything in the country are by and large supported and promoted in some way by the NFL. Sure. You know, Pop Warner, etc., all the way up the line. So the idea that the professional league is going to become massively diminished and that college football is going to carry the day, which, which means what? What would be the purpose and motivation for college athletes to continue to play college football exactly. if not for the opportunity to play to in the NFL money. and to make millions? Yeah, I mean, eventually... If, if that goes away, they'll, they'll start paying then you know what's going to happen? They're going to start paying They're people gonna, in college. No one's going to play They're going to start anymore. paying people in college. I would say within the next five years, you're going to start seeing... People making money in college, and I agree with that. And also, um, there is still the offer of a scholarship, which a lot of people know they're not going to the NFL when they get out of high school, but getting a college scholarship. Like I had friends who went to Trinity University in Texas because they got a scholarship to play football there. Boy, for a millennial, you really—they would have went to many school other thinker. schools. Like you're they like would have went to a thousand different other schools and could have got academic scholarships. You're like my they grandpa. Got paid to play school, <laughs> play football there. Millennial producer Spencer talks like my grandfather. <laughs> in what way god bless his soul and just this like uh i don't know like uh provincial sort of old school thinking of how shit works well i just you know, someone and, needs and, to and counteract what, y'all and, or else we have nothing to talk about <laughs> good point that's, that's a good point all right I i'll just, take that it's just <laughs> if, if, if everyone I, who listens thinks i'm a conservative but, fuck but, you <laughs> but if it's evidence-based i mean i just i just feel like there's a good case to be made if you look at what's happening in youth sports around the country. I think yeah, y'all yeah. might be totally. overblown. Then, 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 a little bit, though. 
No, totally. Well, I don't think you uh, I've maybe read much about what's happening in the country in new sports bets. I'm mean, from Texas, dude. We still play football hard. Right, but you understand I know, but there that's are not... places outside of Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Texas isn't the only place in the world. What do you mean? I, I mean, certainly, like I said, <laughs> exactly. well, spoken, spoken like a true Texan. The West, Co- yeah. the, the West Coast is definitely going to feel it first, for sure. And then I think you're going to see universities like Notre Dame. You know, well, to me, though, the thing but is, can the universities can there's pull already, people from other there's places. Already they don't been, have to pull people from their state. That are, was my argument. There have that. already been uh, retractions uh, or... Yes, like Notre There's, Dame, USC. I'm not talking about they'll still be players. able to pull people from no, wherever they want. No, I'm not talking about players. They already do that, Spence. I'm talking about universities making a moral decision to stop having the program. I'm not talking about being able to recruit players. Of course. Oh, I think it's going to be a long time until no, any university or, though makes a moral decision that football's just not healthy I think enough it's for people. Ten years. I think Notre Dame will be out. I think there's already Notre been Dame decisions will be the that last, have been made. Notre Dame will be the H- last. Hofstra got out. rid of their program. Hofstra got rid of their program. Okay, it's gonna happen. Spence. Notre Dame will be one of the last ones out, though. You know who Marquez Colston played for? Hofstra. That's right. You know who doesn't have a football team anymore? Hofstra. Because people are getting rid of their football teams. Okay, UAB didn't have a team three years. Can ago. I just say something? I know it's the worst running, time to be stuck. Running a team. It's the worst. Running time a team. Uh, running a team for a small conference school is a super expensive proposition that doesn't make any money. No, it doesn't make any And you sense. have to play against a big squad in order to make your money back. That game that Southeastern Louisiana played against LSU first time yeah. since 1947 made all of their money for the year for that football squad. Sure, I just That's saw it. Portland State if, play against Oregon this last weekend. And, if, okay? and eventually what's going to happen is this retraction. Yeah. And, I, and I agree with you, Joel. I mean, there's going to be a retraction. And what it's going to force, which I think is actually good from a competitive standpoint, but maybe not so good from a health standpoint, is that you know teams like Ohio State are going to actually have to face SEC teams. That's in, what I'm saying. In the regular season. Because there's only going to be 32 teams left. Because Notre Dame and Ohio State. It's going to be State, SEC, Big 12, all Ohio the, State. Yeah. Michigan right. State. Well, no, what yeah. I was there's saying with the no West Coast teams, it's dude. Be four teams. There's going to be a time when there's going to be a single university. But on the I don't West think that's the last one's going to be. I think Oregon. that'll be more in like forty. Oregon years. will be the last one, probably. Yeah. Except you never know with Nike money. I mean, Nike might pull that shit. They might. They might pull it. Yeah. I mean, that's I the reason they have a program. Is I know. I mean, football is definitely on the way out. There's no. Is. But to no say question. twenty years, I think is way too soon. No, it's happening faster than we think. It's happening way fast. On this podcast, two years ago, we were spouting this, and I was saying twenty, twenty-five years. Now I'm saying ten. Yeah. Because because we've we've yeah yeah revised that number based on what we've seen, especially because of the ratings. Based last on year. ratings and based on like. The fucking insanity. medical shit coming out. The medical shit and the, the and rule the, change is based the, on the, the medical, medical shit. The, 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 the most, look, but like it's essentially everything this. else, I think, is going to end up being fine. It's essentially it's the this. Medical they're, shit they're, they're all intertwined. Really the medical people, shit. People, it's people all intertwined. Wa- people stop watching and playing because of the medical shit. Spencer. Yeah, that's right. It's all intertwined. You can't separate the two. And moms are not going to send their kids to play football. No. I mean, it's, it's already happening. You lose players and lose fans because of the medical stuff, because it's a dangerous sport that makes you die early. You know? that, that's, what, that's what's happening. It's, it's, not, it's not good. It's, it's, it's a brutal sport that... Oh, no, I get the that brain injury that, that, stuff, that, 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 it's that, that the aliens or future generations will look back and think that we're abhorrent. No, like I wouldn't let my kid play football Incredibly if he was stupid like people that we one and a half times bigger than everyone else on the field. 
Yeah. Unless my kid I mean, was a Rob Gronkowski, I don't think that I don't we even got to. It's kind of a barbaric. Sport. I don't think you, did we even talk about the Saints Tampa Bay game? Yeah. No, no, but we should. We put up forty. Uh, they, they put, put up, up forty-eight, 48 <laughs> and we lost. Yeah, and that was it. Was to the backup quarterback. Yeah, that yeah. no, was fun. No, it wasn't uh, fun. With I a thirty-four-year-old wide receiver, I think the Saints burning gonna, y'all. I think the Saints are going to be good. Wait, thirty-four? Who? Deshaun Jackson's fucking old as shit. Deshaun Jackson's like the same age as Des Bryant. Nope, he's older. Definitely older. Ted Ginn's also, that old. who's out of the league right now? Ted Ginn's 33. Deshaun Jackson is 31 years old. Des Bryant's 28, 29. 29. And Ted Ginn Jr., our number two. Which is also, those two years. Yeah, how old is tw- Ted Ginn Jr.? Oh, Ted Ginn's like 33. Yeah. yeah. You said Whatever. 33 just now? I think, yeah, he is 33. Yeah. But hey. On the bright side, look at how well AP did week one. Oh, Adrian Peterson with the Redskins. Did, what did they do? Did they win? The Redskins, yeah, they fucking Yeah, Alex won. Smith at the helm. The Redskins fucking Who? Won. They, they all traded quarterbacks. They have Alex Smith now, the Skins. And then they, oh, they do? They sent Kirk Cousins to Minnesota. Well, no, it wasn't a trade. Who did Kansas City have? Uh, Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, the second who year lit player. the fuck up. Up out of that team, Patrick Mahomes put up. Apparently, someone, Patrick Mahomes the first, looked like an all worlder. The, the the first they're, they're comparing to Brett the first Hart. week. The first week of this NFL season is I'm loving it because <laughs> yeah because because everything that people think in their prisoner of the moment thinking is all going to be upended in the next like three weeks. Oh, totally. Like that guy, that kooky looking. Don't make a proclamation. The guy with the sandwich with his face that he has a sandwich face. You know, like he's got the face that looks like it's pressed from the top oh, in the chin from uh, the Jets. That guy, Arnold, Darnold, but, um, Darnold. Yeah, yeah, Darnold's gonna get his head turned sideways. He had a great at some game, point. Though. <laughs> he had a great. Oh, any quarterback's gonna get their head turned sideways at some point. But back to AP. I just say shades of Mark Sanchez. Adrian you know Peterson I mean? rushed for 96 yards. Remember how yards good Mark Sanchez was? And a touchdown and had two catches for 70 yards. Good for him. That'll last Adrian one Adrian Peterson at 33 years old. What he'll, a guy. He'll That'll last one game. And folks, this podcast brought to you by Buffalo Trace, everybody. Because <laughs> right. we like to get drunk. Buffalo Trace. I can't read that shit, man. It's too small. Yeah, no, it just talks about how it's a Buffalo thing. So, folks, if you ever if you want Go to sponsor, Bills. these are the kind of live reads we do for our sponsors. Did the Bills win? Oh, God, no. Ooh, guess who's starting Josh Allen, who I thought was the worst quarterback drafted this year in the first round. I don't know. The Bills. The Bills will be starting him. Because Peterman uh, did Well, no, Josh Allen came from Wyoming, and he had so many goddamn picks and a horrible completion percentage, but he had an arm. He can throw a fucking rocket like Joe Flacco. So the... <laughs> So the Bills drafted the next Joe Flacco. I swear to that God, guy dude. based only on arm strength <laughs> and nothing like. Actually I'm serious, good man. About being I'm serious when I say this. As we go into the final era of the NFL before yes, it declines, this is the final era. Into into like the the fourth. Cowboys just need to win one more. Listen, listen, listen. One fucking as, no. This this is as the we last go into that era, era before it completely. As we go into that era, what is going to happen is that we're going to wind up. With a fan base of kids who are only raised on a spectacular quarterback 
having a 250-yard game with one pick, right, and two touchdowns. Like, they're going to be like, that's an unbelievable performance by a quarterback. No one could possibly do better. There is a resurgence, though. There's Actually, some, there's some, I feel there's like some if young we're talking okay. about okay. Like, on, people leaving and for hitting the quarterback, they're going to get know, better. Let, let me finish my thought. Because really that's, that, that's the way that the NFL used to be, like, in the 50s and the 60s. Right. totally. Like, a quarterback would put up True. 210 yards in a game. Dude, that was going on in the nineties. And, was a good and people game. were like, people were like, dude, that guy's awesome. Dude, right. in the nineties, like that U- was a good game. Like when Johnny Unitas came along, nobody had ever seen anybody ignite a passing game like Johnny Unitas. By throwing ever. fifteen yards down the field, like fifteen yards down the field. Yeah, exactly. Little, like, <laughs> like just a little bit of air and throwing it down the field, like the receiver goes and gets the it. Slightest little bit, of air. The, like just a little bit. Nobody had ever seen that. They were like, no one had ever seen a loft a ball. I'm serious. Loft. I'm serious. If go back and look at the early, uh, look I, I, at the those, early I used to championships and, and the Super Bowls, and look at the stats for the quarterbacks. Man, that is where we're headed again. That's what's happening. Well, like t- I think t- the norm, this, this thing that happened with Dallas and Carolina. That's where it's going to be, man. That we're going to be like we're going to be doing a lot of the eight and sixteen games, 161 yards and 170 yards on 30 passing attempts. Is going to become the norm in the NFL. There that's, are some young dudes. That's the way though. that it's going to be. There man. are some young dudes like that Cleveland backup quarterback who's the, the Baker that, that Mayfield, dude. the Heisman winner from yeah, that the first dude, the Kansas City pick. guy. Some of these oh, dudes I don't buy into be, that guy. Some of these dudes are going to be the Pat Mahomes. No, Baker Mayfield's a head case. He's just willing to fall. No, Baker Mayfield waiting good, waiting to fall apart. Psychologically, he looked, he, looked, he looked good on uh, hard notes. The dude worked his way game. on the two NCAA teams without getting scholarship offers and won a Heisman. The dude's good. Yeah, and then he beat the shit out of somebody and ran away from the police. Yeah, that's every NFL player, though. No, that's it's like, not. It's not every NFL player. Some of them are like Rhodes Scholars who uh, you know go on okay, to careers yeah, like, in mathematics. This is like my grandfather. That's every NFL player. I mean, again, you're like, you have this old soul when it comes to the NFL. No, I just don't give a shit not. about people's personality if they can produce on the field. Fuck it. That's what I Other mean. than Greg Hardy. Making my point Fuck Greg me. Hardy. <laughs> I was very upset. When oh, so you draw a line. It seems you're line. You draw a line on guns on the bed. That's where you draw your line. No, no. It was slamming the girl's... Uh, Head into a toilet seat. But you were pretty happy when your Cowboys picked him up, right? No, I was actually very pissed off about that. Yeah. That was one of the things, like, I almost was like, I don't know if I can watch this season. Oh, that's because your owner doesn't have a soul. No, and I get that. Yeah. I've known that for a long time. That's why we've had one successful coach that he ran off after two Super Bowl wins. And he was a plethora of tropes of coaches after that who have produced jack shit. Who was the little a guy with the Italian last name? He was my favorite. Is it Dave Campo? No, yeah, I guess so. Dave Campo? Uh, the guy who went 4-12, uh, 4-12. and, 12, four and 12, I love that guy. He was like a little bitty short guy. I like my Cowboys. He's like, ah, oh, doggone it. We fucked exactly. it up again. Oh, we went 4-12, and 12, like three Mario, seasons in a row. Why, am I, why can't I coach anymore? I love that guy. I like my Cowboys to be like 8-8 eight eight every year. That's what I like. I like just my enough, Cowboys to be just like, enough to like get along just the whole to, season. Just, just enough for some hope along. in order exactly. to kill it. It's just the very bitter end. Oh, well, Jason Garrett's exactly. been very good at that. I want the playoffs to be on the line in Week 17 every year for the Cowboys. Let me ask you a question, man. Is Jason Garrett, does he not remind you of the creepy Methodist preacher? 
you know, who's like, hey, kids. Yeah, he should come be to Come and let's do Bible study He's a today. creepy Methodist uh, t- a teacher from, like, an Amazon Prime show. You know? Yeah. Like, he can't make it on network, but he's, like, that creepy. Like, you just, it's like a, a little dark drama, you know, when there's a lot he's, of de- he's so, going on. He's so poised that it's dark. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, I'm like, you don't have real emotions, man. You're weird. And Jeff- shit should have ha- shit happened to you. And it's not like a cool Tom Landry shit, like, oh, you saw your brother get shot down in a fighter jet. Yeah, that you can live with. You know? That you can still be a great person with. And you can, yeah. and you can be composed and prideful. And, and no, I'm, one of the top coaches of all time. Like, he, he just creeps me out. And doesn't he, You like, can create a whole revolutionary defense with that type of mindset. He dyes his hair, I think, too, right? Your coach? I don't know. It's some kind of hair dye thing going on. He goes on. to the Liam Neeson Why would hair you dye it school. red, though? No, he goes he dyes it red? Exactly. He's like, I want to be a ginger. I want to be the weird dude. Can I tell dude. you? On that, the sidelines. That dude, the reason he's still a coach is because there's some films... It's because he's sucking he Jerry's dick. We Jerry all know Jones, it. And Jerry Jones has fucking uh, your head coach stick his penis between his legs. No, no. It's because... No, no, no. It's not... All right, we got to wrap this up, man. This is going really long. They, no, they... Okay, they recreate the, uh, the... It's the silence of a lamb scene, man. And... Uh, you're getting Jerry, real Jerry, Jerry Jones. Here. Jerry Jones plays uh, uh, Clarissa, <laughs> and uh, and your coach. You mean Clarice? Clarice, Clarice. thanks. Clarice. Clarice and Jerry jo- and, and Garrett, not Clarissa. <laughs> and, oh, you know Clarissa explains it. Garrett well. is Anthony Hopkins. And, and, no, Garrett plays the uh, the dude, uh, <laughs> the, the seamstress dude with the Buffalo, oh yeah, oh yeah, Buffalo yeah. Bill. Buffalo Do you Bill. even know this movie that you're? <laughs> I've never Rehashing? Watched. I've never watched. Just saying that's where the NFL going. All right, folks. I don't wrong. know Sorry, if you had the patience the to even listen to this entire episode. And then we barely the even got Dragons. into the fact. We barely even got into the whole thing about uh, what happened in the Saints game. And honestly, I don't even care because we're looking forward to the future of, of our sports franchise and the last few remaining years that Drew Brees has. He's obviously still got it as he put up 434 yards, three touchdowns, zero we'll, interceptions. We'll talk about it if we don't beat And the additionally, we uh, we were going to we're going to talk a little bit about scan rates on uh, t- on televisions and why they look like oh, soap, soap operas right. uh, when you're looking at a, a movie that you like. But uh, we don't have time to talk about that. We're going to have to pick it up next time to talk about that a little bit more. So those are thrilling conversations, uh, one of which has nothing to do with the city of New Orleans at all. Say we gotta we gotta like cut down on our cut back our conversation about football after this week. We, we're not a football podcast. No, we're not. We're not. But but it had to be. It was week it had one. Had to be talked about because it's week one. Okay, we're not going to feel that way about week two. Well, if the Saints win, then we're going to be like everything's good, right. and it'll be easy for us to talk about another topic. Oh, oh, you can't be like, oh, we beat the Browns, we're all good now. No, I'm just saying for our podcast. But we, if the Cowboys can, beat the Giants, then we're all we good. can acknowledge the Saints status of the Saints without going down a rabbit hole, right? You certainly can't be like, oh, we lost to Carolina, so we've got a chance, right? I mean, that's true. I mean, what? Y'all that's lost? That's true, right? Okay, well, we didn't lose to the Bucks. so. <laughs> Bucks are a great team. Uh, who made the awful. playoffs last year? Definitely the Panthers. Definitely not the Bucks. Bucks are looking good. <laughs> okay, folks. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel, Stales from New Orleans. We'll catch up with you next time. Take care.